Dude, how long have you been standing there? An hour. An hour? Are you serious? I've mastered the ability of standing so incredibly still that I've become invisible to the eye. Watch. You're, you're eating a Zarg nut. But my movement was so slow that it's imperceptible. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm invisible. Hi, Drax. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. Dun, dun, dun. It's the big one. Or the first big one. It's the first big one. And I, th I still think this is the big one. Really, if it comes down to it. I've seen this question posed before between Infinity War and Endgame. There's a lot of things going for both of them. But every time I watch Infinity War, or I like to go back and I like to watch the trailer reactions to Infinity War. And it just brings me back to either late 2017 or just like the unsurpassed hype and tension going into this movie. It was unreal. And I think watching this... Uh, this week, which was the fifth time that I've seen Infinity War, it does the same thing every time. And I love it. Which is why. Just like you go in and you know that you're going to get like this spectacle where everything's finally coming together and there is a looming threat that they have been really hammering in um, as part of like the marketing and Thanos has been sprinkled in. And you know something bad's going to happen, especially if you are familiar with the comic and this movie just like delivered on everything that it promised and did it so well that you can watch it over and over again, even knowing the ending. And I think it still works in the way that they wanted it to work. And I find that very impressive. Take us back to yeah. 2018. Let's go back. Let's go back. And you've just sat through this two and a half hour movie. What happens? What's going through your mind? Everyone you just died. I'm sitting there like, holy shit. Holy shit. They, they did it. They, they One, they did it. Two, they did it, and they're making us wait a year to get the resolution to this. Which is not that long. No, but at the time, walking out of the theater and being like, no fucking For way. For how long this series has been... Going? Yes. A year is like nothing. No, a year is like nothing. But, you know, it was like when they this put... This was 10 years in the making. Yes. But, you know, it's like when they split the last season of Breaking Bad in two and made you wait a year. It's... That's different, I think. <laughs> but, like, it's... You know, Endgame is very much like... It was originally Infinity War Part 2. That's how it was presented. So, you know that... And, you know, they, they claimed after they changed it from Infinity Wars parts one and two that oh no like avengers 4 is going to be a separate movie but like it's the it's the capstone we're the in story. the end game now dr strange said it and if i recall the russos being like you guys are never going to guess the name they definitely didn't say it in infinity war bunch of liars 
Um, that it's really, their job to lie. <laughs> people were so like pressed about that, and that was that was very. When funny. did they announce the name of the movie? Of Endgame, they didn't announce it until the trailer came out. Which was when? Uh, when was that? Well, it was uh, like late 2018, like December 2018 or something. Um, yeah, and they released it on YouTube as just Marvel Studios Avengers official trailer. They didn't put the name of it in the title of the video, which I thought was very funny because it was so hush hush. And even like I will even go back to when the Avengers or the MCU Phase Three slate was revealed, which is in like 2015, and the hype that they built up to just announcing uh, Infinity War as, like, the end piece to what they had built up so far was, like, unreal. Like, people were losing their shit before there was even, like, any footage shot of it. Like, the, the expectations were so high for them to, like, be able to finish off what they had built. And I think there were a lot of, a lot of doubters, and I would say for good reason, because it's a tall order. But then what did you think was going to happen? Well, like what, before I saw it? Like, how did I think it was going to play no, out? after Infinity oh. War. Remember I was taking you back. Yeah. Well, okay. So like, I feel like a lot of people's gut reactions were like, were time travel, which of course like ended up being what was going on. And I was like, these people are not staying dead. Like, you know, there's a little bit of like meta spoiling because we already knew that there was going to be a Spider-Man sequel. And of course, like they weren't going to kill Spider-Man. But I was like, well, some of these characters could actually die. I was like, so maybe we're going into the next movie where another popular theory was that all of the characters that got snapped were trapped in like Soul World, which I guess is like a oh, thing interesting. from the comics. So a lot of that was like, maybe they'll have to like go like rescue these people back. And like, maybe that means not all of the people that got dusted or snapped would return. Um, but I, I had a feeling along with everybody else, there was going to be like some sort of scheme. Like but that- like f- quick, probably like I, when we started watching Endgame and it was like five years, Did I was like, nobody expected that. that's a long time. That was, yeah, that was wild. I definitely expected Endgame to just pick up where we left off and carry it like at the same frenetic pacing that yeah. Infinity War did. Or did I thought even if they did the five years that they were going to fix it to go back. Yeah. Like they weren't going to just be yeah. five years later. I remember talking about that a lot and I was very much a proponent of them not doing that because I remember thinking like, well, if they decide to just negate it, then Infinity War becomes like pointless because none of it ever happened. And then you deal with like, you know, there wouldn't be any consequences whether or not the MCU has like adequately addressed that is another thing. Right now they're just like in this mess. Right. But I think it was bold. And I think, I wonder how much conversation there was between the Russos and the rest of like the producing team, like Kevin and all of them being like, what mess are you leaving us in by like, I don't think it was the Russo brothers coming to them. I think they told them well, what they wanted. Yeah. I just, well, this was then planned. Even, even then, like, I wonder how much they really considered how much this would affect every single one of their movies and shows going forward. It should. It doesn't really. Like, Peter Parker probably shouldn't have gone on a field trip in Far From Home with the state of the world, but... Well, that's a Sony issue. <laughs> yeah, but even, even Marvel's other stuff, you know, they don't really talk about it. And that's part of 
know, well, they, they I have to deal with that. But that's there was the whole new. like pandemic that happened that ruined a lot of their plans. Yes, but like the first thing that came out, the first two shows that came out, like directly dealt with it. Yes, absolutely. So, so. Um, but in any case, but you went back and saw it again, and I was personally like, I don't want to see this movie again. I'm devastated. Yeah, well, even though course. I also knew in my like heart that they were gonna bring most of them back, it's I still, had no interest in reliving that. Doesn't make it any less painful. I mean, yes, devastating, but I was also, like, just very much impressed with how much, like, how well they pulled it off. So when our friend of the pod, Alex, hadn't seen it yet, I, of course, like, jumped at the chance because not only did I want to watch it again, I also wanted to see what she would think about it. I was like, I'll be here when you finish. (laughs) So, like, you know, I'm sitting there five minutes into the movie and I'm, like, looking at her because I'm, like... Loki's about to get choked to death. <laughs> like, and she was like, I cannot believe that they started the movie like that. I was like, yeah, like they like that, that credits were not the, not the credits, but like the opening role without the fanfare playing like that distress call with like that. That like still gives me goosebumps whenever we watch it. So effective. That whole opener, like, that told you everything you need to know. Even if you didn't know who Thanos was, like, we're establishing this threat. Yeah. I mean, what you were just saying about how if they had gone back to the time of Infinity War, then it would have, like, kind of negated Infinity War. I feel like this movie kind of negated Ragnarok. Well, <laughs> yes, it definitely negated Ragnarok. I think the only thing that it didn't negate was, like, the character development for Thor. Yeah. But, you know, and not all the Asgardians die. They don't really establish that. But like, He does say half of, he, Thor says I've lost half of the population. Right. But it feels pretty dire because we don't get any follow through on that throughout the movie. So totally agreed there. <laughs> I have no arguments for that. I don't like that Thanos is dressed like Iron Man here. I prefer him without the gold suit. Oh, oh. You like tank top Thanos? Yes. I think show off the muscles, you know. Well, yeah, he wears the armor for all of two minutes. Right. I was like, why do you look like a knockoff Iron Man right now? I don't think he looks like a knockoff Iron Man. I feel like he has. It's like a a suit of armor, like, but not like an Iron Man suit of armor. Like more of like it's because it's gold. Yeah, and then of course, like in Endgame, he's got his sword and stuff, which I feel like really completes the ensemble. But yeah. It's it worked well to like establish like him like when he's wearing it in the flashback with Gamora because we get like glimpses of the kind of person that Thanos is and he's I, the more I watch it I realize like he's such a well one he's he's kind of a hypocrite but he's also just like this walking anomaly where like whenever he's interacting with Gamora he's like very like low key like even when he's talking to her as a kid he's like yeah like. Like, check out this knife. It's perfectly balanced. He doesn't, like, come across as, like, this raging maniac. And I think that's because, like, of the point in his story that we're seeing him now, he's, like, kind of chilled out. And then when we see him in Endgame, he's, like, a lot more vicious. And he's, like, coming after everybody really hard. Here, he's just, like, I'm just going about my business collecting these stones. And he has his little underlings doing all the dirty work for him. And there's just, like, so much of his... Like, his campaign happening 
like side by side with all the past movies. I'm like, I'd love to see like how he evolved. Cause you know, he yeah, talks I mean, Xandar, I we didn't see that. The whole thing is that he's supposed to be measured. Yeah. That the end game fight, I feel like is a reaction to him knowing that he succeeded in their undoing it. Well, I do think that's true. I do, but I, I do subscribe to the fact that it's like, it's a less mature Thanos. Like he's just like easily riled up. Well, he, but, yeah. And he doesn't have the stones, I right. guess. I don't know. But yes, that's for sure. Um, I just, yeah, he's well, and, you know, characters refer to him as the mad Titan in other movies. His, you know, he's mad he's because mad he murders he, half of yes. the population of every planet he goes to. Like he is committing genocide, but I do think he's very measured. Yeah. I've, I feel like the most pre end game, the most like, mad we see him is when he's talking to Ronan in Guardians and he was like if you fuck with me like I will kill you and he's yeah. like very much like a threat. <laughs> being very dramatic about it um I do think you're right though that the uh Ragnarok of it all is uh what's proven in this movie in Infinity War is that Loki does really love his brother yes he does I think that's the main takeaway from the whole movie. Yeah. That's it. I mean, even though he made a horrible, horrible decision, and I would really like a what if episode uh, that covers what would have happened if Loki hadn't taken the Tesseract. Um, you know, of course. I don't. It had to go the way it had to go. Do you think but, it would have been destroyed? I don't know. Surtur's a strong boy. If Surtur killed Hela, it seems likely to me that he could destroy an infinity but stone. But Hela only died because At- Asgard was blown up and her power comes from Asgard. That's true. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the only thing that we've established that can destroy an infinity stone is Wanda. So, but Surtur seems like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It'd be a good, I had like some other idea for like a what if. And I was like, well... I'm just giving them scripts for all of their episodes here. I can't remember what it was now. I forgot that Hulk was like here. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, right. He's here. Because I did ask Griffin, even though, you know, obviously I've been watching these movies as we've been going through. I was like, what just happened in the series? Like, I needed a quick little recap. I feel like I didn't even mention Hulk. No, you didn't. I forgot, too. I forgot where he was at. And then, then we have Heimdall's death. Yeah. Which... You're dealing with your own Heimdall situation. Yes. Yes, I'm currently playing God of War Ragnarok. Very different take on Heimdall over there. This one we're sad about. This one we're very sad about. And yeah, yeah. you know, he, he gets to make one last heroic move. And I think it's fine because let's be honest, he was dying either way. So at least he got Bruce out of there before he went. Um. But yeah, still, still pretty rough. They just, they just murdered a lot of Thor's friends. I have a cue. Yes. How is um, Thanos able to just like straight up hold it in a, a stone in his hand like that? It's just strong as shit. Yeah, that's but literally like, just like he's. We've never seen. He's like a. He's, he's part, a titan. part titan, but he's also like part eternal because he's. Harry Styles' brother. Oh, that's what it is, probably. I think it's, yeah, but, like... Because I was, like, I mean, I know Peter, like, almost doesn't survive it, but, like, he's half God. Yeah. Or he's half eternal. 
or something. Yeah, he's have weird eternal. They, <laughs> I don't, they know. don't know what eternals are. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, the basic explanation is that he literally is just powerful enough to be able to do that. Yeah, and the only people stronger, the strongest people that we've seen try have been Peter and, I mean, Ronan, I don't even think. Oh, we do see Ronan hold it briefly. Yeah. He like puts it in his hammer thing, but yeah, no, it's just, I feel like that is also supposed to be just like another thing establishing how strong Thanos is, is look at this thing that was like, you know, such a, a threat in Captain America and the Avengers like that was it was encased in this box and the box was burning holes through <laughs> ships and all that stuff. And here he is just like crushing it with his bare hands. OK, so um, you're right, though, that what you're saying before about watching this movie, like starting with Loki and honestly, like Heimdall's death, it's a game changer. Oh, yeah. Like. Death in the MCU, you know, we're dealing with in in a lot of the movies, you have like the token death of a character like Odin or Peggy, you know, like an off like a, a side oh, character. Yeah, Peggy doesn't even count. Right. But like a side character that's dying that propel the Loki a couple of times. Loki a couple of times. <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, who um, else Stan- dies? Stanley Tucci and Captain America, Yin oh, yeah, and Iron sad. Man. Like you get these ones that are like propelling the main character forward haven't really been a ton of like main character deaths. So, and you know, no Heimdall's not really a main character, but he has been like an established presence. So really like, and well, and it's just fast. It's just like without thought. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, he's here and they are instantly dead. Yeah. It's not like even, I mean, technically there was a battle, I guess, but it's not really like in battle. Yeah. And like whatever battle it was like, clearly they, they lost handily so it doesn't even matter oh yeah, the ancient one she died yep also like yeah so between that and the the we have a hulk that was such a great moment that like for a brief second like undercut like oh shit like now they our guys have like the upper hand and that of course that is very quickly proven incorrect you know i i think that was a good way again to establish thanos but i also think it's the beginning of the Russo's not so great handling of the Hulk as a character. A lot of people really don't like what they did with him in this and Endgame. I'm one of those people. Yeah. I just think they, I think it was dumb that like, he was like, Oh, I can't turn to the Hulk. We're like not getting along. Like I, I do think that the, that makes sense with what they set up in Ragnarok. But I was like, is this the movie that we want to like doing this bit? No, it's not. And there was a leaked, not even leaked, there was a toy because a lot of stuff comes out like the they released like, a toy set and people are like, oh shit. And there was a bit where the Hulk was supposed to break out of the Hulkbuster at the end of the movie. Like he was going to bust free from it and kill like the red uh, thing. Col- Obsidian. Yeah. And that would have been like really cool, but they just like didn't do it because I guess they were like, oh, we want to do this smart Hulk thing instead. But like, which. I hate that. I've been on record, and I'll say it again. And I'll say it again when we watch Endgame. I don't like it. It's I, it's not like I hate the idea of the character so much. Like, not as much as you. I, I can tolerate it, like, visually, whatever. But, like, 
they did it in the laziest possible way of just like handling it being like, yeah, we figured it out. Right. Like in the five years off screen, which I just like can't wrap my head around. Like why do all of this in Infinity War and then not. Was that was that their plan the whole time was to just do it off screen? I think the real thing I don't like is that he's basically just beast from X-Men. Yeah. And I like we have that character. (laughs) Also, the whole thing about Hulk is that it's two personalities. Yeah. You can't blend them together. Like, this isn't unprecedented. Like, they've done it in the comics. Obviously, but, but still. Yeah, and I just was like, why Why did we rob the Hulk of a, a really cool moment in this movie? And I don't really know, like, why the plan for his character in Endgame was worth, like, harming his appearances in this movie for. I don't know, like maybe if it had, had a better payoff, I would feel differently about it. But, you know, whether it's like some people on the Internet accuse the Russos of like really just not liking the Hulk as a character or what? I don't think that's true. I think they just didn't really know what to do with him. But definitely put him on a path that a lot of people were not happy with character wise. And that's a shame. Yeah. He just doesn't really do anything in this movie. And also, he does, like waste. Well, this movie, I think Mark Ruffalo does a good acting job, but like. After this, I don't like Mark Ruffalo, and I love Mark Ruffalo as as Bruce Banner mm-hmm. until Endgame. You didn't think he was okay as Bruce, like in She Hulk? No, no. Why is that? Like, does it, it was, is it like personality change or acting choices? He, yeah, Both? it was written. It was campy. Yeah, he was campy. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It's definitely like they veered him in a different direction. Since like they're never gonna be. Like, he had, um, like, a confidence about him, which I'm like, great for Bruce. But, like, what I think Mark Ruffalo captured so well, especially early on with with Bruce Banner, is this, like, timid um, intelligence, but, like, afraid of his own intelligence because of, like, what he had created before. Yeah, yeah. And I think some of that could be chalked up to him, like, not being as timid anymore and having right. more control over it. But... No one, but like Bruce doesn't go on that journey. Hulk goes on that journey in Ragnarok. Yeah. What what journey does Bruce go on? It's true. To gain that confidence, we don't know. That's the problem. They're not going to beat his appearances in the first two Avengers. He was really good in those because they they had time to flesh him out and they actually bothered to give him a good plot. This time they were just having this weird thing go on in the background of fight scenes. And I think it just did them a disservice. So yeah, not I'm not I have a I don't have a lot of bad things to say about Infinity War, but that's definitely one of them. I have one plot thing that I didn't like, but it, it's later. Okay. Um. Oh, here's another criticism. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we go from this like what you said, this really great opening role, and then we immediately go to Tony and Pepper, and I think this scene is so weird. I'm like, did anyone write this? Or did they were like, oh, we got to write something really quick to just put up there so that we have a reason to like be talking to them. They're just like walking around a park talking about like maybe having a kid. It's such an uncomfortable conversation. It feels so forced. It is weird, but I do totally buy it as a Tony and Pepper conversation because it seems like. In it's such so contrived. roundabout, convoluted way for Tony to be like, should we have a kid? He Like, he would never, like, say it. Yes, but it just felt so contrived because, like, this whole movie is, like, very fast-paced. It's, like, boom, 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 and, like, 
yeah, like that we get the Doctor Strange immediately, but I'm like, I just feel like we just had to have like some sort of conversation to be interrupted. Well, like it didn't feel natural at all to go right to them like that. I think it's that you're right that the scene is weird, but it's never bothered me just because like it's it's Tony like having like this weird conversation. Pepper's like, why are you like she's reacting to it being like what? When it's hard to play and I almost wrote down, was this in the theater version or did they add this in? <laughs> Like, I did not remember this at all, and I was like, it feels so weird. Well, it's pretty inconsequential, but I feel all, the purpose that it mainly serves, in addition to, you know, being a tease for the fact that they do have a kid named Morgan, is... Yeah, all of that, I was just, like, with the in-game knowledge, I was like, this is too much. Right. Which, well, yeah, now knowing that, before I was like, well, whatever, because to me, it does feel like very much Tony Starkism. Um, It was mostly just being like, oh, yeah, they're just, like, literally, like, walking around a park because things are chill, and then we're about to like kick into high gear and not stop. So it didn't bother me in that way. It's like, okay, this is like one of the few moments of like genuine downtime that we see before everything goes to shit. So, but it's not good downtime. No, but like, you know, they were trying to, uh, they're trying to do a lot. I'm willing to forgive them that scene. It's never stood out to me one way or the other. Like, it's kind of just, you know, here's Tony and Pepper. Bye. Um, I do like the line. I like a lot of lines in this movie. There are some really good just one-liners, as was, I thought, the first Avengers movie. Um, we haven't caught up in a spell. In a spell. <laughs> and then um, and then I think Tony just sounds so silly when he has to tell Bruce, oh, yes, yeah, Steve and I, we're not really on speaking terms. I'm like, you sound like a middle school child. He really does. And I've never noticed until this watch through that, like, when he's like, Tony turns around and he's like, Steve Rogers probably knows where he is. You hear Doctor Strange going like, oh, Jesus, and like turning his head like in disgust because I think he's probably like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, now we have to like rally the troops. And he like knows that he's probably like a wanted criminal and all that. Like, like, it's this is not going to be easy. Um, and I know you really didn't like their bickering Tony and Doctor Strange is bickering. It didn't but bother I, me as much. I love it just because it's like finally like both of these guys are like the biggest egos in the MCU. So like seeing them be like, I'm right and you're an idiot just back and forth to each other really works for me. And then of course they're doing it when Bruce is there being like <laughs> Bruce and Wong. The, Bruce is like the, freaking the, out. The two sweet boys of the MCU just like, yeah, silently panicking. Also, I just, wow, I have some contradictions in my notes. This is my next line. I do enjoy the wrinkle of no Hulk. <laughs> oh, well. I think I liked it in this first scene <laughs> yeah. where he can't do it. Yeah. And then the definitely by the end when they're in Wakanda, I was annoyed by it. Yeah, but like, it, enough is enough. This but... scene I did enjoy that he couldn't. And because they're like... Can you just get rid of him, basically? Yeah, send him back. <laughs> yeah, I I think it works better in the beginning, and then because I do think, sorry, I do think it does make sense with the Ragnarok plot. Yeah, that he would be having trouble. I did say For that sure. earlier. Sorry, what were yeah, you saying? No, I just think like it starts off fine because you're like, oh, I see what the bit is, and then the bit just never stops. Yeah, and we don't get any resolution to it. Yeah, he never resolves it. No, so it's dumb. Um. I was, I don't know from earlier that I was like, when we see Thanos 
we know that he already has one of the infinity stones and then uh, Thor mentions it later. Do you, I wonder if we will ever see that happen on screen for any like if, flashbacks for a character. He's, he goes to this planet that we know that we've seen that has Glenn Close and John C. Riley living on it and just blows it up. And like, are we ever going to see that happen? Because it seems pretty significant. What thing would be would we be watching that we would see that if they ever decide to do Nova? Because the Nova, he's like the head of the Nova Corps, who are the John you know, C. Riley. Yeah, his crew. So if they ever do that, I mean, maybe, his crew. I thought Glenn Close was the head of Nova Corps. She's like Nova Prime or something. But there's like a superhero named Nova. Oh, who's he? Like got mentioned in the the Guardians game as well. This would have to be like a prequel. Yeah. Or like that would be like his origin is like when that happened. But I just because I in the trailers for this, they like gamed it a little bit. So every time you saw Thanos, it only showed well, it showed the power stone and it showed the space stone on the gauntlet. You never saw the other ones in the trailer because they didn't want to spoil it. But you at least knew that he had those two. We knew that Loki had the Tesseract. So there are all these people being like, oh, like how does he already have the power stone? Because like we know where it was. And they were just like, yeah, <laughs> you already had it. No problem. I do really like the musical intro for the Guardians. Yes. I thought that was really they good. They nailed it. Also, like, the, I, I just love that the, the, like, subtitle for that is just space. Yeah. Big ass font. I like the font. I like that whole, it's simple, but for all the different places that they go, I just like that font. It's very pleasing. And how big it is and stuff. Kind of just keeps everyone on track. Do you think Doctor Strange should have known who Thanos is? Yes. Right? Like, all the galactic Marvel stuff that we've seen, everybody knows who Thanos is. He's got a reputation. And Doctor Strange is like, we keep tabs on threats to the planet. So, how'd you miss this Especially one? someone going after Infinity Stones. Right. And it seems like he's been around for a long time. Like, he's been doing this game. Gamora is how much older now than when he was already genociding planets left and yeah, right. Yeah, but that wasn't to look for infinity stones. No, but he was still doing it. Oh, like, yeah. They're like, oh, this guy might show up and kill half of us one day. I feel like he should have just not said anything. Just like, then you don't know whether he knows or not. Yeah. No, they wanted to give him like this little goofy line. Uh, this is probably one of the strongest scores of a Marvel movie for me as well. Like, I like... It just did a really good job of incorporating... Other than Guardians? Other than... Well, no. I'm not talking, like, soundtrack. I know, but don't you like the, the score? I do like the Guardian score. But, like, this one just does a really good job of incorporating, like, what, the Avengers theme, which, like, didn't get used in Avengers 2 at all for some reason. Wow. Just add it to the list. Yeah. But then they brought it back really well here, and... So they use it here for, like, the title drop, and then when Cap and crew show up, they play like the I'm not there in my notes yet. But like I love that. I was like, yes, great use of music. And I didn't catch a lot of the motifs, but I was listening to some of it on YouTube. And people are like throughout peppered throughout the whole thing. There's like five to ten second like motifs from the other movies, like from Civil War, that mm -hmm. he'll, he'll just like throw in there. And he didn't compose the score for those movies. But so I thought it was cool. It, that, I mean, this m whole movie is just like coming together and like these mashups, which are going to get more of an end game. But like right now with the Guardians, we get our first like Thor with the Guardians, which yeah. it's just like 
For Worlds the, colliding. Yeah, and like for things to come, especially with that pairing, that yeah. grouping, because we just saw Thor Love and Thunder not too long ago, and they're still together. Right. I mean, not for very long, but. So cool. Um, I also, oh, I got to say, uh, I never really notice the cinematography too much in Marvel movies. It's not really their strong suit and, you know, outside of a few scenarios, but the sequence of like when the ship is in New York and Tony and Dr. Strange are leaving the building to like go check it out. Love how that shot. It's like handheld camera and it's like sweeping back and forth between Dr. Strange and Tony like as they're like walking. It's tracking with them. Car like crashes into the pole and there's like all this chaos and it like doesn't cut. I just think that was really cool. It felt like a found, like it felt like a Cloverfield type thing. Everyone's panicking and you're like right in the middle of it. I thought that was really good. Do you think that was done on a lot though? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm sure it was. They did film some of this in New York, but I think that one, yeah, I think a lot of that was green screen. That moment is one of the few times where he's not in CGI. I mean, he's about to turn yeah, into yeah. Iron Man. I do, I do wonder that. I just thought it was like, they did a really good job. Of course, I've said it a million times in this podcast already, setting up Thanos. And then that scene just like instills like the panic that was probably happening to everybody on Earth for the short amount of time that this movie actually takes place over, uh, which is weird to think about. Yeah, it's like like in a matter 24 of 24 like, hours, yeah, if that even it's like, yeah, it just keeps going. Um, Are you still at that fight? Because I keep going to Guardians and I feel like you're no, 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 we can go ahead. I mean, I didn't have a lot to say other than we get the Kevin, another Kevin Bacon joke, which is excellent. Yes. Um. <laughs> He might be an Avenger by now. That's what he says. I'm like, he so kind I, of is I now. <laughs> I haven't been back to Earth in a while. I love it. Yeah. It, Another so, great line. I mean, yeah, like using rubber band man. And I just think it's fun. Like you see, like that's what? the song that's playing. Oh. Rubber band man. And then like Gamora is singing along to it. And it's like, oh, oh she's yeah. like loosened up a little bit. Oh. And of course we get like shithead <laughs> teen Groot who goes through some growth in this movie. Uh, literally. Yeah, well. Actually, we get it was through some ungrowth. <laughs> solid Drax. Like, yep. I think they captured the humor of Drax in this better than some of the other stuff we've seen Drax in. Yeah, the, I know we're not, like, right there, but the, well, maybe we are. I, I The sequencing of the movie is, I kind of forget, because it's such a Well, such we a go to Scotland, but then we go back to... Oh, okay. Guardians. Well, the Drax being invisible. I know that. I have that. That's one of the best bits. Good Drax <laughs> humor in this. I'm invisible. And it's like, it goes on long enough that I'm like, this is dumb. And then Mantis walks in and is like, oh, hi, Drax. Yeah. And I was like, and of course, you know, they are like doing the classic humor undercutting a very serious scene, which is like one of the sadder things is Gamora being like, you got to kill me if I get captured. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Uh, and then it's even worse because we know that he can't. Um, but yeah, they did that real. Um, but yeah, then we are we're bouncing around. We're checking in on Vision and Wanda. Yeah, and the the Mind Stone now works like Harry Potter's scar. <laughs> Notice that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it makes sense though. Yeah, it does. Um, I I thought I was gonna cry during that scene between the two of them. Well, that's so much more like context and baggage. Now. I know, and just like they just want to be with each other i just want to like mind their goddamn business it's just, just like, so heartbreaking it's so sad 
And uh, it's still weird, like, seeing, like, human version of Vision. Right. Especially that, when he, like, hides the... The stone. Yeah. They put that in the trailer, like, for a brief Them, moment. Them, like, walking together. When they're, when they're, like, in the room and he's, like, touching the stone and everyone was like, why is he... Why does he look like Paul Bettany now? Like, there was so much of that going back and forth, which I thought was funny. Um, And I love watching Scarlet Witch fight. It's yeah. still so cool, even though we got, like, a whole show of it and the movie. I'm, like, in this, it's really cool. You know, that one part she's, like, bending completely backwards? Mm-hmm. Like, I was, I was like, how is she standing up? Her core <laughs> strength is insane. She's, like, <laughs> like, fully. She's fit. Also, like, the the jump scare of vision getting stabbed still still works yeah oh yeah that was really scary yeah like that was pretty wild that was rough first, i thought he was dead year. i think yeah yeah because uh, they, they fucking stab him in the back and then instantly start prying the stone out of his head i'm like oh wow this happened very fast also before this with the guardians we have like the chris v chris um yes which is pretty funny um very on brand for peter quill no you're not <laughs> yeah this i is was my ship sir. i laughed out loud at him doing that voice but then we get alpha chris popping up and it is chris. so hot when he shows up and then nat too but like everyone's got a new haircut new look yep and you guys Cascadia. everyone's thinking it blonde the the hair and beard combo yeah the beard y'all this is this is top and he's got longer hair and i love the long hair although it does get in his eyes during the fight so it goes he needs a little headband (laughs) the price you pay for for luscious locks and i was just like i'm just so happy to see everyone yeah i really was this was like a, a great intro and i remember i mean i know we just had like civil war well, it didn't feel like it when this and movie came fighting. out because it had been two years. And yeah, uh, I do remember like walking out of this being like, I wanted more cap. Like he definitely is not, you know, the main character in this. He gets a lot more to do in Endgame, but they they did him justice in this scene. They probably should have just killed the two members of the Black Order here. Oh, um, yeah, that was dumb. I yeah, it was really cool. Of course, like I already mentioned, the music I guess that they, plays here. In their defense, they don't really know who they are. Like they haven't. No, there's like random. Although Mark called them, Bruce called them. Yeah, but he was like calling them to be like, "Go get Vision." Yeah. They don't know, like, they don't know all the stakes here. Presumably, I mean, yeah, Bruce told them what he could, but yeah, I just I love seeing this this crew back together again. What a, what a trio. And I want to know what their what their life was like for the two years prior to this. I mean, I guess that's when. Is that when Black Widow took place? Is in between. Yeah, it's like before. So this. she just ditched <laughs> Stephen Sam. We're like, All I right, mean, what bye. were they doing though? I know they're just like in hiding. She had her own shit to deal yeah, she was with. Busy. Also, she does. She goes to Russia and then hooks up with them. Oh yeah, you're right. I forgot how Black Widow ended. Because she's, like, on her own. Because she was still with Tony, technically. Yeah, you're right. She sacrificed herself so that they could leave. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. The, like, you know, I, I have a note here that I'm, like, I feel like there's a lot of sequencing in this movie that, like, shouldn't work. But it does anyway. And an example of that for me was, like, 
in after this scene, they're like, where are we going? And Cap's like, home. And then it cuts to the Gamora flashback. Yeah. Which I was like, you know, it's so, like, not incongruity. Like, they're we're dealing with completely different sets of characters, and we're going from, like, the B, or, you know, one plot to the other, like, very abruptly. But... I think it really works. It does. This movie is so quick. Yeah. It does not feel like it's two and a half hours. No, long. no, not at all. Um, I also think that this is a really good use of flashback because it's not something that uh, Marvel does a lot, Mm-mm. or at least not up to this point in movies. And I think it works really well. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it, it establishes like. You know, we knew that Gamora was, like, daughter of Thanos and stuff and that she didn't like him, but we didn't know any of the context of it. Yeah. It, it gave us, like, a an opportunity to see, like, how Thanos, like, conducted his, like, uh, what did he, how did he describe his genocide? Like. Balance. Yeah, but he was. His balancing act? Yeah. I don't know what he whatever, called it. Whatever, but, you know, we see how he does things and it's, he presents himself as, like, a very balanced and rational individual and yet you still see them you know he's bringing an army and massacring millions of people so <laughs> uh the the hashtag thanos did nothing wrong people come off a little, little yeah funky. i mean it definitely shows like how he thinks about the world yeah and of course like when we're on titan um and honestly how gamora is like as a you know I don't know. It's just good insight. Mm-hmm. I like when um, Chris Pratt calls him Grimace. Yes. I thought that was also a really funny <laughs> really line. Good. Yeah, I felt bad for for Star-Lord in this because like, he's just getting ignored by his whole team when they're going to fight Thanos or they're approaching Thanos. And I'm like, they Come should on. have had a way the, better plan. Just the one time. Like, yeah. Like they just, barely got past him. Yeah, but they the first they time. were they were hopeless. There's no way it was going to go well for them. Yeah, and a lot of partner murder suicide cuz we have also um Wanda and Vision. Yes. And then we have Gamora and Peter. And neither it's of tough. them work for different reasons. It's sad. The the like Gamora like quote unquote stabbing Thanos and then the reality stone reveal was really cool. Because we don't, we also like don't yeah. know what the reality stone does when they showed it as the ether in Thor two. It, it wasn't being used. They didn't know then. that it was a stone then. Yeah. Well, no, they did because they they treated it as a stone like at the end of the oh, movie because right. they brought it to the collector. But yeah, this was really cool and it's like oh shit, like did Drax and uh, Mantis actually just get like mega fucked up? Also, this wasn't an, until recent knowledge, but now we know that. The Guardians bought nowhere from the Collector. I definitely thought the Collector was dead. I know. Like, I thought this scene was like, he is dead. Because he's in that, like, thing, like, waving, and then it gets wiped over, and he's gone. Yeah. But off-screen type deal, whatever. Because... They have room to... For the most part, Thanos isn't killing people. Well, yeah. Yeah, for the most part. He definitely, like... I feel like the most hypocritical thing... Like, about his whole, like, campaign where he, you know, he's, like, ignoring, at the end of the movie, like, he's not killing the Avengers that are in his way. He's just talking them to the side because it's, like, oh, he's he's got one track. But, like, when Itri was, like, yeah, he, like, killed everybody here 
and only left me alive. Like yes. Like a Lear. I was like, you son of a bitch. This was going to be my plot thing that I really had an issue with was exactly that because every other planet he takes over, he, he does this like systematic half of the population thing. Like that felt like a flaw in the writers. I don't, I actually don't think it's a flaw in the writers. I think it's just like Thanos thinks that he is like, oh yeah, I'm like doing things like by my book and it's fair and it's balanced because it's like, I'm not picking and choosing who I'm killing. It's just like half and half. But he killed everybody in Nidavellir because he made this weapon and he didn't want anyone else making a comparable weapon. That's it. He was like, I'm cleaning up like my mess. So you all die. And if I ever need something else made for me, I'll come back here and I'll like set you free to do it. But he's not, he's not what he paints himself to be. I, and I think this is an illustration of that. I think that's a good point, but I don't think it comes across as that's what they're saying. Yeah, I think I am, I'm giving them a lot of credit, but that's the way like, I interpreted it. Um, yeah, I don't know. One thing that I think this movie, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but I do feel like it's setting up some of the the pairs for coming movies, like... We get a lot of Spider-Man and Doctor Strange together. We obviously have Thor and the Guardians. And then, I mean, in a lesser way, we have like Bucky and Sam together because they're all in the same group. But um, there's a little bit of that pre... Yeah. Might just be coincidence. Could be coincidence. It could be that. It could be when they started developing the uh, post-Infinity War Endgame projects, they were like, well, where have we ended up? And they based it off that. But yeah, it's a good point. And then we get this line, oh, we're using made-up names. I'm spider Oh, we're using our made-up names. <laughs> that whole exchange is really good because, you know, when Spider-Man shows him in the back and Doctor Strange is like, uh, I'm sorry, like, what is the relationship here? And he's like, what is he, your ward? <laughs> yeah, that's a funny line. Because <laughs> he's just like, why is this kid here? Like, who the fuck is this? Um, and their whole bit. And then, of course, like, Doctor Strange is trying to be a hard-ass and being like, I will sacrifice both of you. Uh, for to save this stone and tony's like all right like respect i guess you know what you're about (laughs) (laughs) and Uh, he's like it's my job to save the kid yeah and i I didn't even take any notes on like the like that that sequence of dr strange like being tortured by um shit what do they call him something Ma. ma ebony ebony ma and uh that was pretty pretty rough a lot of needles. Couple torture scenes. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, getting blasted out of the airlock was pretty satisfying. Except Peter was really winging it there. He didn't know that the Iron Spider suit had those arms. What was his plan? He was just going to get blown out into space. Well, no, he only because Doctor Strange started going out. Oh, Yeah. And he went to go stop. He thought he was stronger, I think, with his web. All right. Well, he got, yeah, he got very lucky with that. That's for sure. Well, I mean, Iron Man's there. Yeah. He's got his suit. Yeah, indeed. Um, Yeah, I just got to my note about Thanos killing everyone on Navalier. Pretty fucked up. The movie really needed to give us hope with the whole there's only one chance line. Mm-hmm. That Doctor Strange gives us, like, yeah, we needed we needed that to hold on to for a year. Yes, we absolutely <laughs> did. Him saying that, 
Like, there's only one. Whatever. Um, I think I'm... I don't yeah, know. I'm I kind of jumped because... I have a couple notes before that. So we we get that moment where Cap and that crew like go back to the Avengers base and Rhodey is there. Oh, holding right. It down, yeah. And, and he's talking to Ross. What's his name? Yeah. yeah. And it was funny because like they have this exchange about it. But at first I'm like, Ross is totally right. Because Rhodey is like, they wouldn't be criminals if it wasn't for the Accords. And I'm like, bitch, I watched Civil War and I saw like you like fighting like, so hard. Like triple down. And then Ross is like, I remember you like doing that. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter now. I'm like, all right. Like you were, you were going hard for the Zagovia Accords. So let's just remember that, shall we? My other note about a what if episode is just about every time they made a decision, like Steve being like, we don't trade lives. Like, I know that, like, you know, they were on this path and that's the only way it was going to work. But I was like, what if they just were like, yep, kill Vision right now? Like, well, yeah, all all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, Vision's a person. Because <laughs> yeah. a lot of them were saying quite the opposite not too many movies ago. Yep. But of course, of course, Steve would say that. But like, was it the right call? And Doctor Strange says it's the only way, but I would like to see... How Thanos wins in that scenario, like if they does, just destroyed it, then yeah. Like how does how does he get it back? He doesn't. Have, he can't. Like, could he take the time stone back that far? I don't know. We'll never know. But he didn't have the time stone. But if he like, got the time stone and then just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it works. And of course, they go to Wakanda, and that was super hype because I think I had mentioned it, um, like. You know, they, they showed these some of these Wakanda scenes in the first Infinity War trailer, which came out before Black Panther did. So we all knew that they were going to end up there somehow. And they're like a little thing of like using the drums every time they talk about Wakanda. Black Panther is just so fun. I like that. Plus, the White Wolf is there. The White Wolf is there. Why does he have the name the White Wolf? Besides him being white? I think that's all we that's need a, to know. A, I mean, it was all... All worth it for that little callback in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He's like, actually, they called me the White Wolf. <laughs> um, I'm already at Soul Island or Soulless. Oh, I've got a, I got a bit more before that. I got a, I got a bunch before that. Actually. I don't. I think I okay. got sucked into the movie. <laughs> Fair. So, I had a couple things when I was talking about that scene, um, where. Thanos and Gamora are on the ship together once she's been kidnapped. Peter, obviously. Oh, not yeah. And the, I never taught you to lie. Yeah. And I'm also like. Which is great. That's that, a great, that's a like, great scene. Right. That's good writing, character building. Yes. Like, good job, whoever did that. The whole, their whole way that they unveiled the Soul Stone stuff was really good because a lot of people assumed it was going to be something that we had already seen or have known about. Like, Maybe it was in Wakanda. That was a really prevalent theory because we knew that they were going to be there. Why else would they be there? Obviously. Too many stones on Earth already. Yeah, so that was for the best. And they did it in a really cool way that allowed them to develop Gamora, Thanos's, and Nebula's relationship. Yeah. And this, I think it was that scene that I was like, Josh Brolin did such a good job. I love Jashi in this. He's so good. Like, it's just really good. 
like it's very organic. I still think Thanos is like one of the best examples of like a CGI like character. Yeah, I started to forget that he was CGI by the middle. Like when he's first introduced in that gold suit or whatever, I was like, oh my God, he looks so ridiculous. But then by the... The more it goes on. Yeah. It's, it's really impressive. I, I do think, you know, shows he's crazy because who else would build a spaceship with a throne room and then have it look like a cave and cover the ground in water? Like, what is the goal here? <laughs> this is horrible. It looks freezing cold. I also forgot that there was an off-screen assassination attempt on Thanos by Nebula. Oh, Obviously right. It went yeah. very wrong. Uh, he said almost. Yeah. I would. I want to see how how much damage she was able to do. Did you know that Barbara Streisand is Josh Brolin's stepmom? No, I did not. Oh. Sorry. Just needed everyone else it's to know that. It's important knowledge. Um. Yeah, so you already mentioned, like, the I didn't teach you how to lie. Great scene. Really cool. And then, you know, we're we're getting introduced to, like, Vormir and the fact that Gamora already knew what it was, which is very much a surprise to us all because we didn't know, like... Uh, we knew that Thanos was after the Infinity Stones, but we didn't know for how long. So the fact that, like, we have these things of uh, Gamora and Nebula talking about it, presumably before we even met either of them as characters, is fairly telling. I thought the scene where uh, Thor is talking to Rocket about, like, all of the people that he's lost and stuff is, like, a really good fusion of, like, the old and new Thors. Like, they, they gave him a moment to, like, actually, like, be like, yeah, like, everyone I love is dead. But I'm fine. But I'm fine. But I'm also, like, not... Uh, yeah, and, definitely like, not. I'm, I'm old as shit, and I'm like kind of tired of all of this. But yeah, like, but this is like the beginning of a interesting. Well, I don't think they did a choice. good job with it, but I think in this movie, it was right. But then they cool. ran with this and did a mudslide of his character for Endgame. Yeah, I also don't like Thor in Endgame. Wow, I'm saying a lot of things I don't like in Endgame, but, like, I think the movie's really good. I like Thor in Endgame. I, I mean, I think, you know, there's there's debate to be had over whether making him fat was a good idea. But I think his, like, basically trauma over, like, being the one to, like, lose this is... Yeah, good. that well, makes sense. You know, we'll get there he when go, we get there. Yeah, okay. This is, this is a discussion for, in about four months, <laughs> uh, we'll get back to it. And then, you know... We finally have the meeting of non-Thor Avengers and the Guardians. And they're fighting each other, which is, you know what? Great. Give, give everybody the opportunity to just, like, flex their powers. So, if, you know, getting Star-Lord flying around fighting Iron Man and Spider-Man terrified that Mantis is going to put eggs in him. <laughs> I like that it's a draw. Yes. Drax fighting Doctor Strange's cloak. Um... We get, you know, why is Gamora? <laughs> Great line. <laughs> and also, I just I just appreciate Drax being like, go on, shoot me in the face. I can take it. And everybody being like, no, you're going to die. That that whole scene has a lot going on. You know, Star Wars being like, yeah, I've met Thor. <laughs> Average looking guy, not that tall, needed rescuing. And then claiming that he's not from Earth. He's from Missouri. Oh, right. Yeah. What am I that supposed is... to say Jesus? Like that whole exchange. I loved it. It was very fast. 
everybody, you know, is being very much themselves in it. I was, I remember being so, like, nervous and frustrated seeing that in theaters. Just because I was like, oh my gosh, like, just tell each other who you are already. <laughs> like, just, like, I was already such at a 10 with tension that I was like, please don't fight each other right now. We don't have time. <laughs> Thanos is coming. Thanos is coming. And then, uh, you know, of course, they're on they're on Titan together. And when Footloose gets brought up again and Star-Lord's like, it's still the greatest movie on Earth. And Peter's just like, it, it never, never was. was. I know, <laughs> and like the looks that they give to you. So many good lines in this movie. <laughs> so, so good. I don't know who punched up the script. I don't know if it was the Russos. I don't know what they're like as script writers. Um, but James Gunn worked on it, I think. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't know who else. Not Joss. Kick names, take ass. Yeah, no, it's really, really good. Yeah. I just kudos to the silent comedians that helped with this script. Yes. And that was like a nice moment of levity as well between all of Oh the yeah, we out. needed it. We needed a breather, but I was like, don't fight, that's not a breather. Um and then are you at Soul? Or Vormir. Okay. Yeah, we cut from the from the comic relief right to devastation. Now I feel like I've posed this question before, but has anyone really explained the Red Skull thing? Or was it just like, oh, fun, cameo? I think, <laughs> well, the the explanation, no. Like, in the movies, they've never been like, here's why Red Skull was on Vormir. I mean, I feel like I picked up on it a, a tiny bit this time because he's like, this is kind of what happened to me because I failed at searching for the stones. And I was willing to buy that. But I meant more like contextually like in terms of you know the kevin faggies of the world pulling the strings why they wanted red skull to be this part i think they'd probably just seen internet comments being like well we didn't really see red skull die he got like teleported or like sucked into this like black hole thing that came out of the tesseract in captain america so what happened with that like are we gonna see him again and this is a cool way to be like it kind of gives, like, character to the Infinity Stones, almost. Like, the Tesseract, like, fucked with Red Skull. Yeah. And was like, you are abusing my power. So I'm going to fucking force you to go guard this other Infinity Stone for eternity. Yeah. Which is cool. And it's then like it was eternal just... eternal damnation. Yeah. And then I think it was just, like, a cool thing. You know, they probably were like, we need someone to, like, introduce this idea to the characters and to the audience. Who would be good? Who do we have that's already like interacted with a Infinity Stone? Yeah, no, I, it does. I, like the more I watch it, the more I think it makes sense. But I also remember that was one of my big questions coming out of Infinity War. After I had calmed down about the plot of the movie, I was like, "Why was Red Skull there?" Like I remember being very confused. I mean, it was a total like shock. I was surprised that they did that of course they didn't have um, i think you were excited i was excited like i remember that i mean they didn't the have theaters. the actor come back to play him and they got a very good impersonator yes to that's do it. also what i remember yeah so. wait did he like die why didn't no he just actor? didn't want to do it he he didn't enjoy like doing the prosthetics and stuff for oh, captain america yeah. so he was like i'm good this is like a youtube guy right uh yeah and he he's like, he's also an actor ross voice. markhand yeah he's done like a ton of impressions yeah 
He's also like on The Walking Dead and stuff, but I don't think I've ever seen him in anything that's not this. So that was really Good cool. For him. And that whole scene, like watching it now, watching it the first time, it was like, this is bad news. Like, you know that it's not going to like end heroically. I actually think there was maybe originally it was either this or. Oh, wait, no. I'm thinking of the Vormir scene in Endgame that had a different version that they didn't use. That was like, because obviously the one in Endgame happens how it happens. And that was going to be like intercut with like Thanos's like army, like attacking them. And they would have to do it like while they were being like assaulted. But they didn't do that. This one was always going to play out the way it was going to play out. Yeah, I mean, her laugh, like, also great acting by Zoe Zaldana. Oh, yeah. Um, Her, like, laughing and then, like, kind of quietly being, like, not just realizing, being told what's about to happen and then him, like, literally dragging her to the edge. Like, I don't think I watched it when we watched it last night. I think I looked away because it's just horrifying. Yeah, like, she's powerless. And it's, yeah, it's, it's worse. Cause like, she feels like she seems so vindicated yeah. being like, oh, bitch, like you thought, like you don't love anything. And then being like, oh, yeah. oh no. And she like tries to like kill herself, which part of me was like, why didn't you try this earlier? But like, not that she would have really been able to do anything, but like, instead of like being tortured, like watching Nebula, like if she asked peter to kill her like was she willing to just do it herself kind of right i guess like at this point it was like she would that just, was like a last ditch she would play along she thought until like she could get out of it again but like she didn't know what was going to happen when they actually went there i think the only thing yeah that she but knew she didn't it, want him to go there at all that's what i mean yeah yeah like rather than tell him that's true that's true i'm not saying that's what she should have done y'all but i'm just saying i get it i get it uh, yeah, painful. Painful. But also now, when I see either of the Vormir scenes, I think about how uh, when <laughs> they had that scene in Miss Marvel where she's like hanging off the side of that roof like, <laughs> two feet off the ground and she's like, let me go. And they played the, the soundtrack from this like when she's falling. <laughs> I did not know it was the same soundtrack. Yes. The, how dare they? <laughs> this was also... They? This also stands out as, like, one of the best parts of the score. Like, very, like, haunting and memorable. And they reuse it, like, note for note in Endgame. I was too emotional to pay attention to that. Yeah. And it's also, like, contrasts with, like... Vormir seems like a pretty beautiful planet. And, like, when Thanos and Hawkeye and Endgame, like, wake up, like, in that water, it's like, oh, this is really cool and pretty. Too bad it's, like, the only exist... This planet exists for people to, like, die... And yeah. like, why does this, why does this exist? Why yeah, does the soul stone exist? Right. And like in this way. Yeah. Because like Th- Thanos knows what that planet is. It's not like it's a secret planet. Yeah. It's just a secret that the soul stone's there. Yeah. But then so. like, do people go to it just for vacation? <laughs> this beautiful sand dunes of Vormir. I don't know. I do like the consistency with, so there's that part where he, you know, is in that like kind of red, almost like life is paused. That's getting the, the soul, soul world. Stuff. That's what people say. That's the soul world. But then when he does the snap, he does that. Yeah. He's in that like in between. Um, yeah. And I think that was just, they don't ever do that again. Like, I don't think they ever show that in 
Endgame even. That like a, in between. There was a deleted scene where okay. Tony was going to be in it. With yeah. like his, with uh, like a grown up version of Morgan. Yeah. But they cut it. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. It would have been a nice callback. Yeah. I think they, the, part of the reason they cut it was because they had like. They were doing uh, the Peter thing. Well, and they <laughs> cast like older Morgan as, um, what's her name from 13 Reasons Why and Knives Out. I forget what her name is. Anna de Armas? No, no. The, in Knives Out, she's like the daughter. Oh, yeah. And um, I think people were like confused. Like test audiences were like, who is Well, that? they should have just used the little girl. Yeah. But in any case, uh, yeah. And then we go right from this to Wakanda. Wait, what about Neva going back to... Oh, to Nidavalier? I don't... Or is that after? Uh... Shoot. No, we are. We do go there first. My bad. Yeah, so they yeah, they have to build the they have to build the axe. Because this is the only thing that goes right in this movie and it's very satisfying. Actually, I love the axe. this scene. Yes. yes. When they get it going and he's like put putting it all together. Yes. Groot's little thing. It's like such a satisfying Groot pulls through. Um, also, it was so see. great to see Peter Dinklage like in this. Yeah. Because you know, he was he was at his prime. Game of Thrones popularity when this came out, I think so. Um, also, I we get another really funny line: "It will kill you only, only if, if I, I die. die." Which I didn't like the extra tag of him being like, "That's what it, that means." It's like it would have just been funnier to leave it. I liked his facial expression when yeah. he says, "He's like, yes, that's, that's what that means." Yeah. <laughs> I just like that felt classic Thor to be like, I'll only, <laughs> only be die. killed if I die. Like, <laughs> I'm like, it, it makes sense. It makes sense to me. <laughs> There's like this meme from some manga that's like this guy talking. It's like people die when they are killed. <laughs> it just reminds me of <laughs> <Yes>. that. <laughs> also, I think there's like, a, like, I don't know if, again, like it just happened this way like happy coincidence but like he's like dying thor and peter dinklage is like the axe like basically he needs the axe and it has healing powers which is like a major plot point in thor love and thunder and i'm like oh that 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 tracks that is cool yeah i didn't think about that yeah, and i we, think that's a comic thing but like it was just such a subtle line in this yeah it's pretty cool um, that I was like, that's good. Yeah, I was just happy that uh, Teen Groot came through. Also, I think you're right. We were in Wakanda and they were fighting. Then we went to Nevelir and then we went back to Wakanda. Because Thor is the axe. And we get that really good Thor moment. That is yes. such a good moment. Classic. God. Bring me Thanos. So good. Well, and just when he comes in with the yeah. lightning. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. The I mean, before that in Wakanda, it's just like... Um, we see Shuri and they're trying to like do the Mind Stone stuff and it's just cool like being there again. He's you know, this came out like two months after Black Panther, so we just like get to revisit all that. Obviously the whole cast of characters isn't there, but enough of them are. I mean we see Shuri, Koye, and um Mbaku all here, so yeah. that's cool. I like the little line with Bruce and her. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like and Vision, who's supposed to be like Yeah. Uh, you know, celestial brain power. I mean, like, we didn't think of that. Yeah. 
That got people real riled up, of course. They, they really? Couldn't, they couldn't handle Shuri being the smarter one. Of what? That That's so great. Ugh. Don't get me started. But uh, yeah, this is just really cool. Like seeing everybody in one place, of course. You loved the Bucky and Steve reunion. Oh my gosh, they're so in love. <laughs> and they both have beards. They're, they're synced up. They're each other's beards. <laughs> and Rhodey telling Bruce to uh, bow. Oh Great. yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and then, All good stuff. And then immediately being like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> I love Rhodey. Which feels like a Sam thing to yes, do. It does. Uh, it's good. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is... This is pretty much the other last moment of people like standing around and just chit chatting before it all goes to shit. Yeah, but like not awkward contrived. No, this is pretty good. Um, and, you know, it is it's cool to see like, of course, they, they, it's, it seems like they almost preempted like the why wouldn't they just go to Wakanda where they'd be like protected by this force field. They're like, yes, they went to like the safest place on the planet to defend this. And yet Thanos was able to break in anyway by sending in a bunch of deranged alien dogs. Didn't like them when they were, I, I watched, it did harken back to OG Avengers. Yeah. Like a big horde of army. They needed yeah, that. It felt um, similar. Cause like, we know that like in the, in the Gomorrah flashback and stuff, like we know Thanos commands like this army. He's just not using it most of the time. It's not until now that we see it. I've watched the trailer for this a billion times. And when they like, they have like glimpses of Black Panther and like Captain America fighting those things. And I remember being like, what the fuck is that? Like, that doesn't look like something that's in the MCU. Like, it looks like something from like Lord of the Rings. Of course, yeah. like whole fighting on like an open plane like that. Like, it does look like the flying things though. In yeah, Avengers. it does. Also, like, I didn't take a note on it, but that scene when they're beginning that fight, when they open up part of the force field and they're all running and um t'challa and captain america are like at the front of the pack because they're just faster than everybody else i think that's so cool uh i did another criticism this is i only have like four or five what are those stupid arm shields they said get this man a shield and then they give him little power ranger toys for like five-year-olds they look so flimsy i I don't, don't like it they were like (laughs) <laughs> they like wrote that scene like give this man a shield and they're like no, no 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 he can't get his shield back until endgame it's a character moment so it's a healing here's moment a weird, for him and from the toaster so here's a weird you know. half-assed thing oh no. I, oh oh yeah no never mind i jumped ahead before um well i'm back on titan yeah well we already said the thor moment so yeah we get that he like blows up no titan what? But I thought, hold on. I'm just saying here? that's where I'm at is on oh, Titan. Because I, I go from, I'm like, we're already in Wakanda. And then I go to the, I say, bring me Thanos. And then I said instantly to Titan. That, but I guess we're, we're just both we on Titan. Were we on Titan before this scene? Like, are we cutting back? Well. Oh, wait, because they were already on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting all mixed up. Sorry. This is where yeah. like Dr. Strange is. Yep. I'm keeping up. Okay. No, I just confused myself. Well, did you have more on Thor, I guess? Not really. Just that it was a very good scene for him. Yeah. He deserved And that. we get the ladies fighting. That's in there somewhere, yeah. too. There's a lot going on in these oh, fights. Oh, that's thing so later. Excuse us if we miss some stuff, but yeah. Um, I think that they had a really good plan and, like, really good teamwork. Yes. 
for this group that just met each other. Yes, they they coordinated. And for one team that, you know, traditionally doesn't have much of a plan. It's true. Do you think it was all it was all Tony and Doctor Strange or did they contribute? Cuz I mean like, you know, Star Lord's like jumping on these platforms that Doctor Strange is creating. I'm like, how much of this did you guys oh, rehearse? I think that they all helped. Yeah, they were all in. Yeah. Even Mantis and Drax. They were minding their own business at the start. I think Drax was Drax <laughs> about yes, everything. Was. Yeah, this was this was just like a really fun fight scene. Of course, we also get like a bit of character exposition for Thanos and why he does what he does. Right. We're on this planet that was. And it, this is his most compelling argument. Yes. Of course, it opens him up to like, well, why didn't you just like try to get the Infinity Stones to create more resources instead of killing well, people? Well, yeah, but, that's always the thing. Yes. And um, it's it, like for traffic, why don't you just build more lanes? It doesn't work like that, Griff. You're right. And I, I think that's what Thanos would say, too. It actually makes me want to see like uh, a bit of a flashback to what Titan was like before it all fell apart. And I want to see his population's reaction to him yeah. and how that I think propelled it, him. Very like political and like, you know. Is he like, I think we should kill people. And Harry Styles is like, you madman. Like, give me, give me more of that. I think that will end up being too much like uh, Star Wars. Yeah. If they do that. <laughs> yes. We don't need like we don't need shots the of like, the process. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm literally going to say like the Senate of Titan. But um, maybe get some Jar Jar in there. Oh, that's it's like that. Whoever was with Harry Styles at the end of Eternals, that's the. That's the Jar Jar character of all this, isn't he? Um, It's really tough every time to watch Chris Pratt's choices. Yeah, it is. Even though it's like, yes, this is how it was destined to go. Like, it is painful. It's like, stop. Like, they they worked the one time that they had an advantage over him. Also, it's like, you are beating him. Like, they were beating him. Yeah. Not beating him up. (sighs) Like, you guys so, were winning. So frustrating. I'm like, everybody... Think of the damage you could have done when he didn't have the gauntlet. Everybody came out of this hating Star-Lord so much, including me. Like, he he fucked it up. Yeah. He, he botched the whole thing. And then Chris Pratt was like, I want you guys to hate me, too, as yeah, a person. He followed through. <laughs> it's impressive. Um. Also, just, I had a note circled up here... Josh Brolin is so good. Yep. We already talked about it, but just he's just crushing it. And yeah, I mean this this whole sequence is just like we have the heavy hitters here. So like Iron Man is busting out all of like his crazy nanotech shit. And then like the Infinity Stone powers versus Doctor Strange, so cool. Like I just loved seeing all that. Yeah. Like Doctor Strange can deflect his muscle cuz also like, this is his first appearance since his movie, and he's come a very he's long fighting, way. yeah. Which and weren't people, like, mad about? I think they were a bit confused. But that, that's, like, really easily hand-waved. It's never bothered me. Yeah, because, like, he did... He was in that whatever world. He did world. decades, if not centuries, worth of training Yeah. In, in the first movie, so... How do you decide which stone gets the big spot? Uh, just color preference, I guess. And number two... This might upset some people. I don't like the design of the gauntlet. No? No. What don't you like about it? I don't like how all the, where all the stones are. 
like on the. I'm like it. Look, it's so off putting because there's <laughs> six of them. Go. Yeah, and there's like three up top or four up top, one big one in the middle, and then one like on the thumb. And I just, it's True. not very satisfying. It's not even like I just don't like it. They're just going comic accurate. Yeah. Like that was the the original one. And I think they were just like. It makes sense. Stick with it. But I kind of get what you're saying. Um, I just visually it's not very um, compelling. Yeah, I get that. I I would agree that it's not the most compelling, but. I mean, six is a weird number. I don't like that it's six. I always think it should be five. That's why I lost a Marvel trivia once because I thought I, it was five. Yeah. Like an idiot. That was really embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Um, I do. One of the score moments that I enjoyed most was with Wanda at the end when it goes all quiet. Oh, yeah. Really good. Very effective. And she's. Yeah. I, I like it wasn't in black and white, but it almost felt like it was in black and white. Like it did feel like the colors had dulled. Yeah. Which is even more interesting for how WandaVision yes, starts. Indeed. I just like when when things go south on Titan, like the punches don't stop coming until the movie's over. Like we we get that, you know, Tony gets stabbed and there was a moment when I was like, oh, I forgot he got I was stabbed like, he like actually, that. I was like, is he going to die in this? Like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, what's happening here? Um, of course, not because that would be that would have been a disservice to his character arc. But yeah, that w- that was pretty wild. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen now. Like any I don't think I was predicting anything when I first saw this movie in theaters because it was moving too fast for me to think about anything else. But at that point, I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And then it goes from that and then to Doctor Strange, like giving up the time stone. And I was like, uh, like, where are we going? Right After this? he had just given his whole little thing of like, if it comes to, you know, protecting the stone. But that's when you're like, but is he really protecting the stone? You know, what's his bag? Right. And I just I, and I love because we when, know we, he doesn't give a shit about Tony. No. And I, I love that when he does that, Tony's like, why would you do that? Yeah. And just like the way that he says it is just like he's he's like confused. Yeah. Thanos was just like, I know who you are. And right. like kind of was like like not respect dog. Like, yeah, like respectful, but also like taunting, being like, Yeah, I'm about to kill billions like of you people. Failed. But like you'll be remembered. But like for what? And of course, like it's Tony's worst nightmare to be like the one left standing when everybody right. else dies. And which yeah, and is we, also Doctor Strange's, isn't it? Is that what they kind of do in the multiverse? Him being like the, well, he he, yeah, a little bit. I I wouldn't say it's the same. Or no, that's like the false narrative that they put out or something. Wait, hold on. I'm getting mixed up. You know what? Let's just scratch that. Right. Scratch that last Consider bit. Consider it scratched. Um, and we just we we go from like. Things are very bad on Titan. Of course, you know, we have a little unnecessary line from Star Wars being like, do we just lose? Oh, but, yeah. I'm like, where? Ha- what? Ha- you did this. Yeah. But <laughs> of course, it's suiting for him to say that because I don't think he even understood how bad he botched things. I think he just thought they could recover because it's what they do. They're plucky, even though they don't know what that means. And then we go back to Wakanda where things had been going 
Like Thor okay. had gotten there and it was doing pretty well. Yeah, Thor they were they were cleaning up shop. Holding their own. And then it very quickly goes downhill. And the way that they have like Thanos arrive is really it gets all yeah. quiet. Before that, like the fighting has like died down, but like everyone's like even more on edge because they're like, what's happening? And then just him like casually like showing up 20 feet away and them all having to panic. Also thought there was a real chance that Steve was going to die here because they had him. Um, that would have been a real disservice because you're right. He's like barely in this. Yeah. Movie. And I also was like most likely not because that scene of him like holding the gauntlet when Thanos tries to punch him was in the trailer. So I was like, well, they're probably not going to put that there, but I was still, that was quite the knockout though. Yeah. And that was like also one of Thanos's moments of like, he didn't have like a look of admiration. He had a look on his face that was like, why are you doing this? Like, why, why was I not able to just like punch your lights out? And he's kind of like, uh, okay. And then just punched him with his other hand. Um, yeah, he's just, like, very casually plodding his way through the entirety of, like, really yeah. strong Avengers he's with just no like, problem. He's just like, oh, you guys try so hard. Yeah. Like, like it's sweet. Like, scooch. <laughs> and everybody got, uh, you know, various, varying degrees of being tossed to the side. Yeah. Um, I think Rhodey got it the worst. Like, he's Rhodey already, always gets it the worst. He's already paralyzed, and then Thanos, like, crunches his suit around him didn't need that some of the other ones just get like like bucky just got like thrown into a bush yeah <laughs> like come on they're disposable and he's about to prove that yes um all right then we we get the oh my gosh she did it poor vision and then that time stone baby really worked its magic just instant oh man that was so devastating in theaters. Oh, man, it was. And then you, you have Thanos being like, I know what this feels like. And then, I mean, again, like credit to the writing in this, him being like, now is no time to mourn. Now is no time at all. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And then, of course, it happens so fast after he turns back time. Right. I'm just like, damn, poor Well, Ronda. kind of. Because yeah, there's that breather moment and then... The dusting happens so slowly yeah, of like yeah. going through everybody and everybody just kind of, you know, doesn't have time to say anything. They just poof, except for one. Well, we'll get we'll get to that because that's one of the last ones. Okay. I just when they, when this like started, like I'm also just like revisiting my theater experience here because we had that brief moment of hope when Thor like you know, hits Thanos with the axe. Oh, yeah. God, I just forgot about that. That was bad. And then Thanos gets, like, one last taunt in, being like, it doesn't matter. Even if I'm dying right now, I still get to do this, so get fucked. And... But also, it was so like, satisfying seeing him push that through. Yeah, it was. I was like, good for, job, Thor. Yeah, he, he had that moment. And then, like, of course he snaps, and, you know, they had already set it up like Gamora's like he could do it with a snap of his finger. They say that like three times. Yes. In the movie. Like they really nail it down. People, I, th I feel like even like. I didn't actually think it was going to be a snap. Yeah. that's <laughs> I mean, It's iconic. I feel like even like a lot of non-comic readers had probably, there's so much like media coverage just being like, here's like the Infinity Gauntlet like comic and all that. So I was like, oh shit. Like 
what's going to happen. Because, like, I read... I think I read all of the Infinity Gauntlet comic run. It's very different. But this the general idea of him snapping and basically deleting half of all living creatures is fairly how it goes. Consequences are totally different. But I was like, how is this going to play out? And the way that they, like, solemnly did like everyone just like fading into dust was like, so the imagery of that is like iconic and it's like dead silent, except for like that, like a twin- Yeah. Well, no, I was going to say like that twinkly noise that they use every time someone like goes mm-hmm. to dust, which is like super effective. And then, yeah, everyone just like being like, uh, like some people like Bucky notices for a minute, like he's like Steve. And then, but other, you see other people just being like, mm. Like, I'm gone. Like, Wanda's probably like, this is fine. Yes. And, um, but, like, Sam's the same way. Yeah, and you just see, like, I think there's, like, a, a ship on Wakanda that crashes, like, into the ground because, like, oh, there's no pilot. And you see all this right. stuff, like, very briefly, but it's like, oh, shit, like, this is actually happening. Yeah, it gives you time to process it. Yeah. And then, like, of course, their choice of, like, who is getting killed off here is very deliberate. What so, if like, they hadn't shown Titan? What if they waited till in game to show who is disappeared on Titan? That would no have been interesting. Way. There were people that were like positing that Infinity War would end with Thanos snapping. I was like, could you imagine? It you needed it. You needed to have something to like sit with. People, and also, people would have been like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> if it had been like snap black screen. Well, they would have known what it meant because they've been talking about it all movie. Yeah, but it, yeah, definitely not would not have been the right choice. Yeah, I think it would have been an interesting choice not to have shown Tony again. Yeah, but that would have been excruciating. I know everyone talks about the Spider-Man moment and it's like, I guess, a tearjerker. But I just feel like it's so baity. Oh, like, yeah. And I I just think that this it did. They didn't need to do that because they had already like done that. They'd already done the emotional beats. And then I like I like roll my eyes when it happens because I'm like, why are you trying now to make us feel something like we were already feeling stuff? Yeah. Like and it just seems so unnecessary because nobody else had time to say like a monologue. I know it's not a monologue. It's like one sentence, but. Sure. I get what you're saying. I was actually like looking it up to be like. Because uh, you had a, a theory or the Internet did. Yeah, the the Internet's theory was that because of his like spider sense. Everyone, it's not called the spider the sense. Peter okay. Tingle. Yes, thank you. Everybody like knew kind of what was going on, like when they were like, you know. Like yeah, Drax they, like, is, realize like, okay. something's happening. Um, but I think because Peter's body, his senses tell him everything that's going to happen. Like, that's basically his thing. It's like, he gets, like, a bit of an advantage over everybody else. So, like, whatever is going on when you're being, like, dusted, he, like, felt like that was coming first. And he was watching everybody and being, like, Didn't oh. you say, though, that that line was ad-libbed? Well, so that's what I'm looking up right now. Um... So I think that's bullshit. He said it's, <laughs> yeah, Joe Russo was like, Tom Holland improvised that. But um, Tom Holland was like, we we did like a long 
improvisation and it didn't turn out great, but it, that sparked a great idea. And they like took that scene back to the drawing board and then came up with this. So I think they must've like given Tom Holland, like a thing to do like a, a bit, but they, they took that back and like actually scripted it. So not hundred percent. Yeah, I just felt like they didn't really need to hammer in the coffin like that. Yeah, I mean, I get that. But they, I think they knew that they wanted, like, that was the driving force for Tony to, like, do something in Endgame. No, him dusting alone is enough. Like, you don't need to add the extra line of, Mr. Stark, I don't want to die. I'm scared. Like, you don't need to do that. Yeah. That's what acting is for. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just don't have much of a problem with it as you. I don't like when movies try and manipulate my emotions. Yeah. Like if you were a good movie, which this was, you don't need to do that. You don't need to manipulate. You can just be that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it. Um, like it was already sad seeing him go away. Right. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me as intensely. Yeah, I know. I get hung up on little But I do agree that it's, like, the most emotionally manipulative thing. And it is just, like, I think it was them being, like, you know what? Fuck you. We're going to make this more sad because we can and because it's going to be I don't know why they're saying fuck you to us. Fuck you to you, Marvel. (laughs) I think they were just, like, you know what? And I think Tom Holland probably wanted to do it. I know. And they were, like, That doesn't make me like it more, though. No, I know. (laughs) It's just, like, yeah, let's let's make this more devastating uh, overtly, but... I, I doubt you're the only one that feels that way. And I, I get what you're saying totally. I agree a little bit. Um, but, yeah, woof. And then, yeah, you're stuck with just Tony and Nebula. And, uh, <laughs> what a perfect pair, though. Like, <laughs> I a, do love their little moment yeah. in Endgame. It is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do but, think that <laughs> I like that it's, um, even though it's like, you know, supposed to be like 50%, it's like uneven in our, like, yeah, like on that planet it just so happened. I got, like, I think that's good. I was like in a, in a Reddit debate with somebody, which that's not, oh, that's the worst sentence I've ever said in my life, but it was when, um, far from home came out and there was like a lot of people talking about like who, who in the class like got snapped or not. And there were so many people that were like, oh, well, it's like it's half of the school that's getting snapped. I'm like, it might well, not end it was up like, being exactly. I was like, no, it could be none of them. Like, it's like it's it's, yeah. it's half of people on Earth. Like, you're, it's not every social group of people is getting split. Right. In half. Or every family is going to. I think be... some people were genuinely struggling to understand that because they're like, oh, it's what, random. Why isn't like Peter's friends all like, oh, my God, because <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Um. Which is, it gave them freedom to create, like, this weird group of people yeah. going into Endgame. Which I think was, like... Including our five. Yes. Or six. Yes. How many? Six. The original six. Yeah. yeah. And, like, doing that, because I think there were a lot of oh, people that thought... Oh, there's six again. I guess six is a big number. Some people thought that they were going to, like, snap all of the original Avengers, and then Endgame would be, like, the new people getting the old ones back. But I think they, the way that they did it, was definitely like well with them you know sending off steve and tony they needed to do it Mm -hmm. the way they did it for sure for sure and yeah they they managed to like but if they were doing a soft retirement i think you're right they should have done it in reverse yeah but and then you know we they had the uh the nerve to end on 
just a scene with Thanos looking happy. He's retired to his farm. Yeah. And then, um, what's the post-credit scene? We have uh, your favorite, Maria Hill, and oh, yeah. Nick Fury on the scene, which was, this was good. He also had a lot of time. Yes. But it we, doesn't bother me no. as much. Well, it's because, yeah, they weren't, they weren't ridiculous. He had to get his beeper out. And um, this was cool because we hadn't seen Nick Fury in a long time in universe. He wasn't in Civil War, so. Uh, good. He didn't need to see them fighting. No. So he's just, like, doing his thing. The only thing that I get confused about with is, like... Are they the real Maria Hill and Nick Fury? I think... I think they are, but they very well may not be. I actually have no idea. But I, I think... I think when Maria was, like, like Nick, I don't think that front would not be kept up in that moment. I think they, yeah. they would be panicking. The, uh, the Ben Mendelsohn accent would be coming out. The... The timeline of things gets me a little bit confused because Maria is like, I'm getting like multiple bogeys over Wakanda. And then everyone starts dusting like 10 seconds later. I'm like, what is that? Like, what is it? Things didn't happen that fast in Wakanda. Or did they? Yeah. Because like, I, I thought maybe I'm just like getting mixed up when she's like multiple things over Wakanda. I'm like, I thought that was like the alien ships getting dropped. But is that just like it might have been or was that like an energy thing from Thanos snapping and that like went out and then I don't know. I think it was the ships, but I she might have also been reading it from like later five minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty wild. And I, I thought that scene was obviously it was set up to show that Captain Marvel is on her way, but just like seeing like the chaos of things and also like. Nick like shoving there's like those two guys standing next to each other and like one of them starts dusting and they're like freaking out and then just, he like, just pushes sh- them, them out of the way. I remember like thinking after I was like, oh my God, what if he hadn't pushed it? What if he hadn't? And, I, and then now in like knowing what I know, I'm like, he probably didn't even need to beep her. Like yeah. she knows there's a crisis. Yeah, she would have made her way <laughs> like, back there anyway. I'm just, I was so stressed. Afterward, because I'm like, this is our only hope is Captain Marvel. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> but she's our only hope. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, but we got Ant-Man coming up. We do have Ant-Man coming up to, to brighten the mood. But we are waiting to do Endgame until uh, February or March. Because yeah. it will be our... Two-year anniversary, Two anniversary of the pod. So hold out What with better us. way to celebrate than with some end game? Yeah. Yes, indeed. It's no Fantastic Four, but it's going to do its best. No. And when we get to Endgame, we will have covered every single uh, up-to-date MCU project on the pod. No. What do Wh- you mean? What about um, Marvel? Captain Marvel? That's before Endgame. Is it? <laughs> yeah, they, they set up Captain Marvel to be an Endgame. Remember? Yes, the, but the then isn't her of... like acting like weird in one of them because it was like filmed differently? They like shot, they shot Infinity War and Endgame at the same time. So she did, I think she shot Endgame, her scenes in Endgame before she shot Captain Marvel. But Captain Marvel released before Endgame. 
Oh, that's what it was. It is like they shot. I knew in, something was done opposite. They shot Infinity War and Endgame At the back same in like time. 2017. Well, then so then we have Spider Man is immediately after, mm-hmm. and then what's after Spider Man? Um, then it was a really long break until WandaVision. Oh, which is what we started between, the podcast on. There's nothing between Spider Man and WandaVision. Mm-mm. That's wild, y'all. It was like the longest gap in Marvel stuff for a while. People were panicking. I was panicking. I was going to say people, Chris. I was like, what is going on? All if right. I if I say a lot of the time on this pod, if I'm like people X, I'm usually talking about myself. And the internet. The royal we. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hope you enjoyed going through this journey with us. Um, of course, this episode is the length of a Infinity. normal Infinity. <laughs> Well, you know, have we ever done a, what's the longest podcast we've done? Well, you're making it longer. No, still not close. I think it was Spider-Man Far From Home. But anyway, we hope you enjoyed. Um, Because I was complaining the (laughs) whole time. (laughs) Yeah, be sure to check that one out when we we wrap up our MCU journey. Um, Yeah, and we have a lot more stuff on deck for y'all. But yeah, you'll have to hold out for Endgame, just like we did for the movie. So until next time. We We are are out out of of the the superverse. superverse.